This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Welcome back to the Simi Sarah Show. I'm Nikki Reitmeyer filling in for Simi Sarah, who was filling in for John McComb earlier this morning, both of them unfortunately a little bit under the weather. Our hot question of the day for you, are you relieved that many media companies are refusing to broadcast images from the graphic video of the New Zealand terror attack? That attack was live streamed. We're asking you this question on the buzz line, 604-331-BUZZ. And we're asking you this question on Twitter as well, at CKNW. So far, 92% of respondents have said, yes, I am relieved that media organizations are refusing to broadcast images from that terror attack. Tell us your thoughts on Twitter or by calling the buzz line, 604-331-BUZZ, 604-331-2899. The expert we're going to speak with now, he said to me in this conversation that he doesn't necessarily think that censoring that video is the right thing to do. Why does he say that? Well, to find out, let's bring in Professor Max Abrams. He's a terrorism expert from Northeastern University in Boston, and he is the author of a new book called Rules for Rebels, The Science of Victory in Militant History. Professor Abrams, thank you so much for talking to us today. My pleasure. Now, there seems to be a few standout points in this attack. There seems to be so much that we have to unpack surrounding this attack. I mean, there was the sheer death toll is shocking. The fact that it occurred in a mosque, the fact that the killer live streamed a video of the attack, that he wrote a manifesto about it. There's a lot to unpack here, isn't there? Yeah, there's no question. Um, This is a very noteworthy attack in, in terms of the sheer scale of it. Um, I've seen reports that 49 people have been killed. That's a a lot of people, particularly for a lone wolf terrorist. A a lone wolf is someone who's operating independently of an organization who doesn't have any material or operational support. Um, So this is among the, the most lethal lone wolf attacks um, probably ever. I mean, I can think of some bigger ones. Um, for example, uh, Anders Breivik attack in Norway, uh, the Timothy McVeigh attack uh, in Oklahoma City. Um, but but this, this is a very large number uh, for a, a single assailant. Um, so it will be interesting to see whether indeed he operated uh, alone, for one. Um, it's also uh, interesting that he supposedly traveled from Australia to New Zealand. Why New Zealand of all places? Um, I've heard based on his manifesto that he wanted to show that even a place as remote as New Zealand 
um, is still uh, suffering, in his opinion, from a Muslim invasion and in, is in, in the crossfire from somebody like him. Um, but still, it seems rather odd to me that he would travel to New Zealand. Um, this is also a very public-faced assailant um, in two ways. First, he had a manifesto, uh, and most terrorists do not. And second, he live recorded the actual shooting. So this is someone who clearly wanted attention, attention both to his political preferences as well as to the tactics that he would be using to achieve them. Um, so these are some of the aspects that stand out in this case. What you said there about the manifesto, it also strikes me as very unusual. So we don't often see in terrorist attacks a manifesto like this, do we? Right. It seems to me that the most analogous case is uh, Anders Breivik, uh, who committed uh, two attacks on the same day uh, in uh, Norway in 2011. Um, and this attacker also, um, you know, attacked two different venues um, in the same country. Uh, furthermore, this attacker in New Zealand uh, reportedly looked up to Anders Breivik. Um, Anders Breivik also had a very lengthy manifesto, just like this attacker. And they seem to have shared a similar ideology, this fear of uh, a Muslim takeover of civilization. Uh, they're both uh, white supremacists. Uh, they are both uh, very into their own uh, physical fitness. Um, and so I, I, I see some similarities there. Um, but uh, yes, it, it, it's rather unusual to have a manifesto. I think that because of this manifesto, it was much easier for uh, the authorities in New Zealand to very rapidly identify what this attack was, uh, what this attack was all about. Um, oftentimes, we know that there was an attack against civilians by an individual, but we don't know what the motive is. We don't know if the motive was political. And so because of that missing component, um, there's often more reservation to label the incident this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system as terrorism. But, in, but when you have a manifesto that's so overtly political, um, it's much easier to see what we're looking at. In that manifesto, he said that Trump is a renewed symbol of white identity. We know that his motives were based in white supremacy. Is it fair to say, looking at this attack and other recent attacks, that white supremacy is a rising global terrorist threat? I do think that it's fair to say that. Um, I think that when you look at um, what's going on politically throughout the world, there's a real zeitgeist 
um, which isn't limited to Australia. It has also uh, infected uh, Europe, uh, the United States, and, and many other countries um, where uh, formerly fringe elements on the right um, seem to be getting more upset and, and louder uh, and more violent. And unfortunately, uh, there's a cocktail of variables which are leading to increased right-wing extremist attacks. Um, there's, this, there's this political sentiment. Um, I think part of it is driven by mass migration um, in a sense among these people that their countries are changing demographically. Um, and also, of course, the internet is promoting uh, like-minded people to share similar ideologies and manifestos. And also, tactical information is now being shared much more readily um, in today's media, social media climate. And so for all of these reasons, I expect right-wing terrorism to continue to rise. Yeah, that idea of using social media to expand the reach of this ideology was was used very specifically in this case, because here we had a guy live streaming this horrendous attack on Facebook. Now, that video has now been taken down off of most off of most media organizations websites. However, it's very clear that he was using social media as a tool to expand the reach of his motive of his ideology. What role does social media play moving forward in these types of terrorist attacks? Sure. You know, usually what analysts will say is that it's very important for social media not to cover the violence, not to display, you know, the the actual attack. Um, However, the actual attack can be harmful for the perpetrator and his cause by exposing the evil behind it. Um, I, do, I am not worried so much about the actual attack being shared. I think, you know, in almost every single case, when people see the violence, particularly against civilians, it makes them even more opposed to the perpetrator and his cause. However, what does worry me is the manifesto, because the manifesto uh, expresses political views which, although reprehensible, have more support around the world than the violent act against civilians itself. And so I would urge the media not to disseminate the manifesto because it can turn the perpetrator into a type of political hero. Instead, if the focus is only on the violence, which has many fewer supporters around the world, it will better serve to isolate this individual and whatever political beliefs he may have. So it's actually the manifesto that worries me more than sharing images of the attack. 
Professor Abrams, thank you so much for this conversation. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Nice chatting with you.